Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart O. Equeme. Exodus 23, 25, 26, Amplify Classic. Let's read together as a family. One, two, three, go. You shall serve the Lord your God louder. He shall bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness from your midst. None shall lose her young by miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I want us to read that and receive that as a blessing for you now. Hallelujah. Let's go again. One, two, three, go. You shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and water. And I will take sickness from your midst. None shall lose her young by miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Shout a big amen. For the assignment this morning, healed to serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been healed to serve. You've been born again to serve. Hallelujah. Our Father and our God, it is on bending knees with the hearts and hands, raised unto you as our sign of worship and complete surrender to your Lordship, to your majesty and your sovereignty. I beseech you again to take a call of fire from the altar of heaven. Anoint the lips and the tongues of clay of this seven son of yours, that this day I will come to these your people with the thus said the Lord. I hide myself, frailties, shortcomings, Behind the cross of Calvary, assign decrease, increase. Let your sound, let your word go forth in precision and accuracy. Moving every man, woman, boy, girl under the sound of my voice in this room, and the multitudes long on across the airwaves from where we are to where you reserved for us called destiny. We vow always to give you back the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name, we have prayed. Somebody shout a big amen. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Heal to serve, I believe many of you know already, is the title of the first book of God's handmaiden, Pastor Abimbala. I want to recommend that you equip yourself with that book and the second one, uh, Made Whole, and the various teachings online found on YouTube, Facebook, that relates to healing and restoration. As we see in this particular text, we see that one amongst the many blessings of stewardship or service is a guarantee to walk in health and in healing. What we see here is man or the believer taking his place in the place of kingdom service and on account of that, the response is, God will then bless your bread and your water. Saints, believe it or not, 
God is a very, very um, wise investor. He invests in people and in things that ultimately bring him what I call a profitable return on investment. Jesus gave a parable about a man who had a, 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 a fig tree, I believe it was, and for three years, the owner came to the fig tree, to the people he, he entrusted the fig tree to, and saw it had no fruit. And he said, hey, cut it out. And the person who was in charge of tending that tree said, hey, don't cut it down just yet. Uh, give me one year. I will dig around it. I'll put fertilizer, manure. And if after one year, you don't see any fruit, then you're free to cut it down. In other words, God designed you and I to be profitable to him and to his kingdom. As a matter of fact, he sold one Jesus to be able to reap all of us and the many more that will come to the saving knowledge and saving grace of Jesus between now and the last of the last days. So God is interested that your life will bring him benefit and profit. How is it that your life brings him benefit and profit? Number one, by living according to his word, according to his will, but also serving the purpose of the kingdom of God here on the earth. The truth is, Jesus has died. He rose victoriously. He left the responsibility of the proclamation of the gospel to the church, to the body of Christ, not to angels. Angels are not given the place to preach the gospel. It takes a human being who is born again to be qualified to proclaim the glorious gospel. And so therefore he said, go into the whole world and declare and proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So everything you do around supporting the preaching of the gospel is kingdom service. You serve in the church as an usher. You serve with your tithe is a service. You serve with your offering is a service. You serve in prayer is a service. There was one widow named Anna who the Bible says that she served the Lord with fasting and prayer. So it is possible to serve God with your fasting and prayer. It is possible to serve God with your substance, your money, your finance. It is possible to serve God with your time, your treasure, your talent, the skills God gave you. There are various ways to serve God, but ultimately, God wants you to be useful to the kingdom and also usable in the kingdom. Right. To be useful in the kingdom, but also to be usable in the kingdom of God. Now, look at the blessing of kingdom service. Malachi 3.17 says, And they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Not his own son that sits down in church and is idle. No, sir. But a son that serveth him becomes recommended for the preservation or the sparing of God's wrath or God's judgment. It says this, and they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them. Ah, yeah, yeah. As a man spareth his own son, that serveth me. Look at Malachi 4, 1 and 2. 
For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. Speaking about the kind of calamity and evil that shall be common in the last of the last days. That darkness will come on the earth, gross darkness of people, but there will be a people on the earth. There will be a generation that will arise and they will shine in the glory of the Lord. Hear this. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And that day cometh shall burn them up, said the Lord of hosts. Hear this, that it shall leave neither root nor branch. That means it's, it's grave judgment. But say with me, there's a but. Oh, come on, say with me, there's a but. Each time we hear the word but, it's more likely going to be a game changer. A but will change from negative to positive or positive to negative. In this case, this but is moving from negativity to positivity. That means that is a story. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's not the end of the story. My God. The doom is a story, but uh, yeah, that is not the end of the story. The fact that plagues and disease that have no medical cure is the story of the end time. But the final story is that there are certain people who are going to be exempt from the kind of ills that Satan will be releasing upon the people. Say, I am the one. Uh, may the covenant of exemption be activated afresh upon your life today. The Bible declares, with your eyes only you will see the reward of the wicked. For a thousand shall fall by your side. Guess what? Ten thousand shall fall by your right hand. Guess what? You will stand to see the reward of the wicked. Shout a big amen. But unto you, Rajik, that fear my name that love Jesus. Hello, somebody. He says, hey, to they who are called according to divine purpose, uh, all things work together for their good. Romans 8.28. For those who love the Lord and are called according to divine purposes, all things work together for the good. Hey, for you that you're a lover of Jesus, for you that you are a servant of Jesus, for you that you are on purpose, on course, your life is not being used for frivolity, wastefulness, but your life is being used to fulfill the purpose where would God send you here on the earth? Guess what? He will cause everything to work together for your good. Shout a big amen. Hallelujah. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beloved, service is not something you do by way of giving God what you think you have to offer. No. Actually, service is your eternal indebtedness, just like worship is, to God. Let me rephrase it. Worship is a debt. You and I owe God for all of time and for all of eternity. Did you hear me? Worship is a debt. I owe God. Just that I'm alive, I owe him worship. Kaya. Psalm 156, let everything that has breath, huh? praise in the Lord. Now, 
It's not something that I am giving God by way of favor. It is due. As long as I'm alive, not with a limousine, not a jet, not a yacht, not a five-story mansion. No. As long as I am alive, I can breathe in and breathe out. I owe him. It is not in the power of any man to sustain himself in the land of the living. Only God can sustain you. <laughs> Believe it or not, all of your days, all of your days that you've been alive, it's not been your power that sustained you. It's been the mercy. It's been the grace. It's been, oh, yakabababagabo. It's been an expression of the goodness of God in your life. Listen carefully. You may have lost some things along life's journey. I can tell you, based on scripture, the one who was responsible, number one, you agreed with him, perhaps, but the one who was responsible is the one called Satan, your adversary. John 10, 10, his threefold mandate, he comes to steal, he comes to kill, he comes to destroy. But guess what? There is one who preserved you from losing everything. Listen, listen. There are things you haven't lost because he knows uh, he can restore. The Bible says, strengthen the things that remain. Hallelujah. He's, oh, yakapa. Let me prophesy to somebody here. Joel 2, 24, 25. May God restore to you everything the canker worm, everything the locust, everything the caterpillar, everything the power one ate and devoured in your life. May God restore in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May he restore your health. May he restore the joy of your salvation. May he restore your peace, your shalom. May he restore your strength. May he restore lost money, lost opportunities, lost years. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, somebody shout, I receive restoration. I declare over you restoration. I declare over you divine recovery. I declare over you divine recompensation. I speak again from the depth of my spirit. I declare over you restoration. I declare over your recovery. I declare over your recompensation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you clap your hands, all oh, you saints? Shout to your God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. You lost some because of the enemy. You haven't lost all because of Jesus. And he's saying, thank me for what is remaining. Don't complain for what is lost. As oftentimes our human attitude is. But thank me for what is remaining. When you thank God for what is remaining, He will cause even the things you lost to come back. And you see, the way God restores is this when He restores, He makes it even better than when the enemy struck. May God restore to you much more than you ever lost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So worship is a debt we owe him. But you see, as you hear in the course of my teaching this month, worship in the scripture is very closely related to service. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, oftentimes, worship and service have been used interchangeably. My God. 
They be used interchangeably or in exchange one with another. The Bible speaks in Exodus when the children of Israel were in the land of bondage that God was going to liberate them. To liberate them from Egyptian slavery and bondage and he was to bring them into the wilderness. The King James says he brought them out to himself, Exodus 19, I brought to myself, to serve. But the Amplified, no, I think it's NLT says, that he brought them to worship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what the Bible calls service to God in the wilderness is equated to worship. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? When Satan accosted Jesus in one of the temptations. Jesus said, hey, let me read it in Matthew 4. Matthew 4 verse number, verse 9 says, And said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou will fall down and worship me. So Satan was looking for worship. Say with me, Satan was looking for worship. All right. The same thing that God expects from us was what Satan was asking for from Jesus. Look at his response in verse 10. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou what? Ayakatabaraba. So thou shalt worship and thou shalt serve. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. In heaven, the highest ranking people in heaven are worshippers. Do you hear me? The throne is surrounded by four and twenty elders. Their primary role by way of purpose is to cast their crown, to proscuneo, to worship, and to cry unto the Holy One. As the seraphims cried in Isaiah 6, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, heaven and earth is filled with your glory. Hallelujah. So the closer you get to the throne, the more worship is demanded. The more worship is expected. Not just the four and the twenty elders, but the four living creatures. One with the face of a man. One with the face of a calf. One with the face of a lion. One with the face of an eagle. What did they do? They worship the thrice holy God. But you see, but you see, worship in heaven is synonymous to service. The highest title in heaven is not Pope, not Apostle, not Pastor, not Teacher, not Deacon, not Bishop, not Act. Listen, listen, study. The chapters in Revelation tell us that the highest ranking title are those who are called, we are the servants of God. Why? Servants know is their God-given duty by volition and by choice to worship God. 
You see, oh boy, oh boy, when you think of servants, you think of the slave boy who literally is compelled to, to do certain things. No, 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 no. There was a time where slaves to sin. But listen, but there is a time we got bought. We got redeemed from death. We got redeemed from doom and gloom. Guess what? We became born again. Guess what? We thought we were set free. Yes, you were set free. But the only thing is that you were set free from one kingdom and you were enslaved to another kingdom. Did you hear me? Aka, if you're going to be free, you need to know your power. The freest man on earth is a man who knows he's a bond servant. You think you're free by having your will. I go where I want to go. I do what I you, you can do that when you're a child. The Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, I spake like a child. I thought like a child. I, I, I understood like a child. But now I've become a man. I'm becoming a man. Guess what? I put away childish things. He said to Simon Peter, Simon Peter, you the, now you can lead yourself. But the time will come when you grow older, grow more mature in the spirit. One, another shall take you. Who's the another? The Holy Ghost. Kayata. Another, he's the another. I send you another comforter. Another shall take you by the hand and lead you where you may not want to go. Kaya sopa. That's liberty. You're not free until you're bound. Let me say it again. You're not free until you're bound. I'm going ahead of myself. But just thought to lay this before you to make you understand that this thing about service is not you doing your church a favor. You're not doing me a favor. No, sir. There is a debt you owe God to be born again. You owe him worship. You owe him service. Otherwise, you're saying, I am not qualified to be alive. Service. 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 John the divine will see angels. And will want to bow and worship angels. No, don't worship. Rise up. I'm of your fellow servant. (laughs) Fellow servant. Fellow worshiper. Fellow servant. Fellow worshiper. If you're really growing in grace, growing in maturity, you ought to be growing with the understanding that I don't own myself anymore. I don't own my time anymore. You may think you do. You see, we live in this laser-fair capitalist world that has encroached into Christianity where we think it's about my right and my privilege. I want my right. Listen, when it comes to God, there's nothing like right in that sense. comes a point in time you lay your will at his feet and like Jesus taught us to pray, pray thus kingdom of God come will of God alone be done you become so confident that the best kingdom and the best will is that of your father oh boy, are you here? let me move along some of you already, your head already spinning pin, 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 I can see it <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Shout me the healer is in the house. The healer is in the house. Saints, God took care of man's sin problem when he took care of the sin problem. Is he on? Hallelujah. The Bible oftentimes makes us understand that the moment he took care of man's sin problem, he likewise took care of man's sickness problem. There were three curses that came to man as a result of the fall. Number one, the curse of death. Number two, the curse of poverty. Number three, the curse of sickness. Death, poverty, and sickness. And redemption was not partial. Redemption was complete. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares in 1 Corinthians 6.19 that you are bought with a price. So therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. It says you are not your own. Did you hear that? You are not your own. Say with me, I am not my own. Oh, you, you said it. Uh, say, I am not my own. The money is not my own. The house is not my own. The wife is not my own. The car is not my own. The job is not my own. That's how to live. When you begin to live like we've confessed now, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Nelly, you come into the liberty of sonship. See, this is my wife. This is my wife, not your wife. By December, as the Lord tarries, we will celebrate 25 years of marriage, a quarter of a century. From the day we said vows to each other, many years ago, we agreed that body does not belong to her anymore. This body, likewise, doesn't belong to me anymore. So the Bible says, the spouse cannot withhold. You can't withhold your body from your spouse. Are you here? Are you here? Okay. There are different different what's the word now? metaphors that express our relationship between God and us. One, temple. One, body and head. One, we're soldiers, we're warriors. Several metaphors. Master servant, several. Listen carefully, listen carefully. The deepest metaphor, oh boy, the deepest metaphor that we have with God is husband and wife. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? And that metaphor will be consummated at the end of age. Right now, God is preparing the bride of Jesus to eventually shut up, I feel like jumping, to eventually qualify to become the wife of Jesus. Right here. 
Are you here? But as a bride, he's saying, you no longer have claim over what you say is yours. What you say is yours is mine. Uh, and it's only after you get that revelation that what is mine becomes yours. Are you here? Let me show you a scripture. I don't want to go. I want to. I want to nail this point before we go for on healing. Now let's look at Second Corinthians five fourteen. It's a scripture that has been just in my heart for a few days now. If you get this, your life will never be the same again. Second Corinthians five fourteen and fifteen. Shatakataparabalaba. Five fourteen says, "For the love of Christ." constraineth us. Are you there? Come on, Roger. Are we here? Okay. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then what? Were who dead? Okay. What does that mean? It means Christ who died for us died in our stead. Alright. And when he rose, guess what? He rose up with us. Is that correct? Look at the next verse. If this gets a grip of your of your life, you will live differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Verse 15 says, And that he died for all, that they which live should what? Should what? Henceforth, live who? Wow. Is that true? No, let's go back. And that he died for all, that what? They which live should not henceforth live who? Is it true? That means you don't have my life anymore. You know when we say, do you know who I am? It's my life. I can do what? No, you can't do what you want to do with your life. You're bought. Amen. You're bought. Your tie is bought. Your pair of shoes are bought. Your pants they're bought. Your t-shirt they're bought. Your watch is bought. Listen, you should no longer live to themselves. But unto him which died for them and rose again. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is how to live in the realm of all. If you and I got to this realm and dimension... Heaven will open up all to your access. <laughs> you may not own all, but you have access to all. All, sir. Not some. All. God is looking for the kind of people on the earth he can trust with his all. I wish I had time. So in your journey with God, he makes available certain kind of tests. Oh, What is a test? To see whether you've come to terms to know that you own nothing. You can say like Job in Job 121. Naked I came, naked I depart. He wants to know whether you're coming to the point of knowing, really, I don't own anything. But all I have came from God for my usage. Are you here? Are you here? You know how it is 
and father will buy a big ice cream for the daughter 34 year old daughter and then you call your girl hey darling can I have a spoon of your ice cream and I said no 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 it's mine it's mine no it's mine the feeling that will evoke in the father is hey it's your own Abby you'll buy the next one you'll buy the next one it's mine it's mine and this is oftentimes how we behave to the God that gave you life. The God that gave you a wonderful wife. The God that gave you a suit, put money in your pocket. The God that put a mustache. The God that gave you the... We forget that we came naked and all we have belongs to God. Oh, oh. When you come to this realm, let me tell you, he can trust you with running all. He will open up nations. He will open up companies and, 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 and industries and, and sectors of the economy. You can be trusted. You can be trusted. But it begins with testing you in small things. You're, you're struggling with tithe. Just 10%. You're arguing, is he old? Is he New Testament? Is it gone? Is it gone? You haven't, you're, you haven't even started the journey at all. Ten percent is making you have a headache. You're worried. You haven't started. It's a test whether you can identify that the hundred belongs to him. Keep me ten. It's a test. It's a power of the tenth. Tenth. This theme this month. It's called serving your way to greatness. Roger, I can tell you on a good note by the Spirit of God, greatness is knocking on our door. I, I smell it. I smell it. The atmosphere over this house has changed in weeks and days. Greatness is knocking on our door. But God is saying, can you pass the test? Can you stand and be blessed? Can you lay down what I gave you in the first place? Can you give me a spoon of the ice cream I gave you? It's mine. It's mine. It's my money. It's my car. It's my house. It's my degree. My pedigree. It's none of yours. It belongs to Jesus. Listen. You and I are twice owned by God. Number one, we are owned by him because we were created by him. Revelation 4.11 He created all things for his pleasure. For your pleasure that were created. So number one, because you are a creature, there is only one creator. Everybody is a creature. Even Satan is a creature. You can't brag. No, he was created. And the creator is always superior to the created. He owns his creator. So number one, because you're created, God owns you. God owns me. We're sold to sin. And the creator came back in the person of his son Jesus. To do what? To purchase us again. We read earlier, 
were bought with a price. Guess what? He bought you from the open market of sin. The one who buys a thing owns it. So we are all come. I pray we get this thing. It would change our mentality. This is the mindset that will make the God of heaven trust you with billions of dollars. Because he knows he can trust you. There came a point in time that God spoke a word to Abraham. Hey, I'm going to give you a son called Isaac. For 25 years, he waited upon the Lord until the 25th year. Isaac came, but God said, No, before I do what I said I'll do, one more test. Genesis 22, Bible says, And God tested Abraham. Your version may say, God tempted Abraham. No, God does not tempt. God cannot tempt anyone with sin. Neither can he be tempted. He tested Abraham. Listen, somebody under the sound of my voice, you are standing in a test right now. Yes, test to lay down that whatever it is. I don't even know what your test is, but guess what? Tests are what qualifies you for testimonies. Tests are what qualifies you for promotion. No examination, no promotion. No test, no testimony. No trial, no triumph. So you must be thankful that you're standing in the test. Somebody in your health, you're standing in a test. But guess what? You are going to pass this test because this Sunday morning, the healing anointing of Jesus, according to Psalm 107 verse 20, is being released across the airwaves, expunging every disease, causing germ, virus, bacteria out of your body. I speak strength to your bones. I speak strength to your joint. I speak wholeness to you. Every area of emotional trauma receive the healing balm of Jesus Christ. Why? There is a balm in Gilead. Jeremiah 8.22 Is there not a balm in Gilead? Why are the daughter of my people not healed? But we are healed today. Why? We receive the balm in Gilead. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. He sent his word. His word healed and delivered them from their destructions. I don't know what I seem to be a destruction. They call it barrenness. Haven't you read before? You will serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and your water. He will do what? He will take from you sickness, disease, infirmity. None shall cast their young. None shall be barren. Guess what? The number of your day he will fulfill. Those are blessings of kingdom service. Shout! I will serve my way. I can't hear you. Shout like a thunder. I will serve my way to greatness. Shout like you believe it. I will serve my way to greatness. For the last time like a thunder. I will serve my way to greatness. 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 Healing is secured in the covenant. Just like forgiveness is secured in the covenant. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. The truth is, healing was taken care of before sin was taken care of. What do I mean? Well, you know, First Peter 2.24, by his stripes we were healed. Is that correct? By his stripes, we were healed. The question is, when did he receive the stripes? In hell? On the cross? Before the cross? Yes, before the cross. 
as those Roman soldiers were releasing those 39 cows of those uh, 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 thorns and straps pulling his skin and ripping it apart each one brought healing it is said medically there are about 39 major streams of disease and infirmity major streams you can categorize all disease under 39 Hiya, hiya. each time one came upon him wire one was taken care of my god one was taken care of one was that means he paid the full price for every malady every ailment every disease every infirmity call it the big sea there is a bigger sea the bible says at the mention of the name of the lord jesus christ every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess whatever name they're called tuberculosis hiv cancer whatever name they're called high blood pressure hypertension diabetes blood disease heart disease kidney liver disease there is a name above all names we release that name over this house somebody shout jesus jesus I saw demons disbanded. Force of darkness dispelled. We'll call that name three more times. Please, like a thunder. Don't just call religiously. When you call that name, there is an anointing that is released. Songs of Solomon 1.3 says, His name is as ointment poured forth. How the virgins love the name. When you call the name, there's an anointing release. Just like you spray your shell talks or whatever, and all those mosquitoes fall down. As you call the name three times, demons are surrendering. Hey, bowing down. HIV oh, relinquishing his hold over you. Cancer is on the wrong. Barrenness, you've got to free. Whatever you are, share with me. Jesus. For the second time, like a thunder, see power rise. Jesus. For the third time, like a lion, like a lioness, share with me. Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost for three seconds or thirty seconds. Come on, release power as you pray in the Holy Ghost. Efata, open doors, open gates, open windows, open heavens, open womb. Somebody's coming out from the grave. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Decree and declare enough is enough. Every three months is malaria. Six months is one disease or the other. Enough is enough. By the blood, we arrest every cycle, every evil circle permanently. By the blood of Jesus, we come against you. We resist your operations. Come against the symptoms, the lying symptoms. Let God be true. Every single liar, we walk by faith and not by sight. That reading on the blood pressure monitor, 170 over 130, crash to normalcy, 120 over 80. I choose to believe the report. Are you praying? 
open your mouth is your moment. Don't look around. Engage your heart. Release, 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 release. As you pray in the Holy Ghost. In 120, building up yourself on your most holy faith. Rain the Holy Ghost. It's no time to look around. Engage, engage. Angels are waiting for instructions. Are they not ministering spirits? Send forth to minister from them to them. Come to the desert. How do we send them? By the word. They hearken to the word. They excel in strength. By the word we need your angels. They are more with us than they that are against us. Church, engage. For the Lord five will satisfy you. Nothing cuts you out in your pride. Hey, I'm serving the Lord. He's blessing my bread and my water. Sickness because No access to this Receive healing. 
Completely 
Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way, every way, and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. Hmm. NLT says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in your body as you are strong in spirit. This is the desire of Abba Father. And he's paid the price for this desire to be a reality. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. With the Holy Ghost with power. That he went about doing good. Part of his good was to heal the sick. And who were the sick? Those who were oppressed by the devil. So clearly enough, Satan is the oppressor. Jesus is the healer. And God is the anointer. And the Holy Ghost made power available. You see, it's not all the time in scriptures you find the Trinity being described in one activity. It was done in Genesis, creation. The Holy Ghost moved. The word was spoken. By the Father. Here again, when it comes to healing, my God, the Father has anointed the Son. With what? The Holy Ghost. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Jesus is still in the healing business. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. One of the vehicles of ministering healing is the ordinance of the communion table. Oh yes. Oh yes. What we do when we break bread is, is far more spiritual and mysterious than most think. Ushers, please serve God's people if you haven't already. If you haven't done that quickly, ministers are big upon serve God's people. Alright, why do do that? So it's far more mysterious than we all imagine. You can sit for just two, three minutes until you're served. I imagine you've not been served already. So whilst they do that, let me just um, expand my thought on this. John 6 was a classic illustration of the mystery of the communion table. John 6 
whilst you serve, prepare your heart. Six. Thank you, Lord. Fifty-three. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. So flesh and blood. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. So this ordinance <laughs> transmits eternal life as it were. As you eat and drink, eternal life is energized. Amen. Hallelujah. And I will raise him up at the last day. So there is a raising up anointing at the table of covenant. It doesn't push you down. It takes you up. 55. For my flesh is meat indeed. It's meat with nutrients. Full nutrients. Vitamins are all included. And my blood is drink indeed. Refreshing. 56. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As the living father has sent me and I live by the father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Wow. So as you eat of this and drink of this, you live by the strength you receive. Elijah ran for 40 days based on angelic meal. Verse 19. Much more than manna. Hiya. This mystery gives you energy to outrun any chariot of Ahab. Amen. 58 says, This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your father did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Hallelujah to Jesus. We shall live forever. Hallelujah. Remember, our anchor text says, We shall serve him and he will bless our bread and our water. So the service provokes a blessing and he ultimately takes sickness, disease away from us. I want to lead in a prayer. If you're here not born again or you're unsure of your eternal salvation, by your head, by your heart, online, on-site, let's pray together. Please pray sincerely as you invite him to come into your heart to take over your life. Let's pray together corporately Heavenly Father, we're in prayer. Heavenly Father, louder in the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you, Jesus. Be my Lord and my Savior. I acknowledge you died for me and rose victoriously. With my mouth, I confess and declare that Jesus Christ is both my Lord and my Savior. On this table of covenant, I receive strength and all I require for life and godliness. To live a life that brings you pleasure and delight. Jesus, I receive strength to serve you. I receive strength to worship you. As I'm healed, as I'm made whole, I make a commitment. I will serve you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life, and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. 
We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.